to Digital Detox Secrets Facebook private group. And today we're going to be talking to a very special guest about entrepreneurial life events and his digital detox secrets. So we have Michael Lovich. Hey, Michael, how are you? Good, how are you doing? Good, good. So Michael and I met at an event this year that I was invited to speak called Baby Bathwater. And when I first heard the name, I'm like, what? Say it again. What's, tell, can you tell me about it? Um, so it, it actually is the concept. Baby Bathwater is why we're here today, because it's like the unconference that I've ever been to. So, Michael, tell us a little bit about your background and how you came to formulate Baby Bathwater. But I know that there's some history of your entrepreneurial history that you can share, too. Sure. Um, I was a late bloomer entrepreneurially, like I was a special ed teacher and then just uh, screw off after that for a long time. And then in my early 30s, I had got married, had a kid on the way, and I had <clears throat> so my there's a subject I was very interested in that I always thought would do well. And I said, screw it, when my wife was pregnant and started a company and a publishing company. So I created a company where I publish psychologists because I'm, I'm really into psychology and neuroscience. So I said, hey, why can't I publish their work? And record in audio format so people could get the same type of help in like a guided meditation form of that kind of therapy and went nuts and after a lot of struggles almost quit a million times got a couple lucky breaks actually from people i met that's what it's all about to save my ass like i want to always do a shout out to ryan lee who saved my ass and yeah ryan. Yeah, ryan he's amazing so yeah younger than me but it was my mentor eventually you got to find your mentors is a big thing and i found one and he saved my butt because I didn't know what I was doing. But anyway, that took off. So it ended up being a pretty high seven-figure company. It almost seems like that was your first 1.0 um, adoption of an, a digital detox. You were taking the, this information and turning it into audio and making it easier to digest, digital. Right. But they were, it was digital, though. I mean, it was purely yeah. digital. Yeah. So that was a digital detox secret. Yeah. So you could yeah listen to psychologists in your comfort of your own home yeah. without having to drive. That kind of thing. Right, right. Um, so so yeah. then what happened? Um, I built a big list in health, and all these people wanted me to sell their supplements. And I'm into science, and I kept looking at the ingredients and their claims, and I was like, I can't fucking promote any of this shit. And my mom has a doctorate in physiology, and I was like, ask my mom, like, is there this all bullshit? Or could, you know, there's a big market, people want to sell it. I, there's no product out there I could get behind. Like, could I create something cool? And she's like, let me look. And so then we started looking and there's like, wow, if we, there are some cool ingredients for certain things. If you're accurate, they're expensive as hell. And I partnered with some other guys who knew the industry better than I did and a doctor. And we created a scientific brand, you know, that would actually double a claim, but claim less and targeted smart people at money. <laughs> so people who actually liked the research and we didn't make weird promises and it worked, but it wasn't a miracle. And that, struck a nerve um, with the right people and it started doing, you know, a couple million a month really quickly. So that ended up being a big mid eight figure company. I'm a starter, not a finisher. I sold out my shares five or six years ago. My partners are great. And after a while, I'm kind of useless. I'm more of the brander, get it started, but I'm not a guy to run a big company. And I was kind of in the way. Yeah. I think they were glad to get me out of there. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that was lucky. And then I wanted to do something with my partner, Baby Bathwater. We were event buddies because I do believe to, unless you're some genius, which I'm not, the only way to really grow is to meet the right people to help you. You're good at a couple of things, but you got to rely on everybody else. So I went to every show, joined all the masterminds, all that, and I got a lot out of it. But there's also a lot of bullshit. 
in these shows and these masterminds. And so, so what are, what are what were some of the things that you really didn't like? Like it, it seemed like I, I was reading up on this and you put together baby bathwater based on everything that you hated and yes. you created. So what did you hate? The first was the wrong people. And what I meant was, so some masterminds are curated. So some people complain about groups because like I'm too high level. I don't think that's the problem. Like I'm so much better than everybody else. That's, that wasn't the big hang up. It was that you only help people you like, I find. And so they say they're curated, maybe, oh, you have to be eight figure, whatever they're saying they're curating on, but they're really not curating on the human. And so you get in these groups and you, somebody's across the table who's like selling bullshit, who's ripping off people and it's kind of scammy. And I don't want to help them. I don't want to share with them. I'm not, I'm not going to help somebody who's ripping people off. I'm not going to help somebody who's transactional. So I shut up and I, so I, I like, these are worthless because I'm not going to, I'm not sharing. Right? Mm -hmm. I'm not going to be a part of that shit. And often you know it is you, you help people you like. So the biggest yeah. thing was nobody was selecting on personality and whether people had legit companies or not. And what I mean by legit isn't their numbers. Because if people were selecting on numbers and success instead of intention and personality, and that's what we decided that, hey, let's be the first place that has a group and an event where we are curating on the human and we never ask them how much they make. I've never asked anybody their income. I don't give a fuck. I don't care. And so we, and then it hit a nerve, but that was the big one. And then also just the structure, like who wants to go to another Marriott and hang out with a white tablecloth and sit around a circle where also you feel awkward <laughs> if you have to, you have to be in the room. You wouldn't even come entrepreneurs to be told what to do during the day. Yeah. We want freedom. We want to have, we want to have choice. And so I want to be yeah. stuck somewhere. Don't want to be inside. So yeah, I go to a show and then you're stuck 10 hours inside all day. Who wants to be inside? And then the stage thing with the guru and then people would fly in speakers and then the speakers would just come and leave. Well, that, that person isn't really there. You can see a speaker on YouTube. So who cares if Seth Godin's there, if he's going to come and leave. So only if we're going to have people helping share content, they have to be like when you were there, you have to be there the whole time, integrate. And it was amazing. It was, I mean, you know, I've had, I've been to conferences where the speakers, you know, they suggest that they go to certain events, but when you're actually embedded with the speakers and it's, you know, whether you're there as an attendee or you're a speaker, you're still, it doesn't matter. You're, the, you're all one, you're all equal. And that's what made it, I thought, really an amazing experience for everybody. We don't play the status game. So we don't have speakers dinners. We don't do any of that. Right, exactly. Speakers in separate places. So there's no elevation. And so that whole like, yeah, we wanted to get rid of this entrepreneur as hero crap. Because just because you're good at business does not make you better than the school teacher or the fireman or the scientist or the stay-at-home mom. It doesn't matter. It's just, we're good at fucking business. So who cares? Mm -hmm. So this, Get rid of that attitude like we're changing the world because you see all these entrepreneurs like this is the veneer look we're changing the world we're the job creators this yuck so yeah we wanted humble people who just like starting businesses and like doing good and, and like to do it for the joy of it and yeah sure the money's great but it's for people who don't do it for the status um stuff yeah and how many conferences can you go to in let's say las vegas where it's you know you're just bombarded with First of all, your schedule, it's digital, you're, you're, you're on demand basically 24 seven mm -hmm. in a lot of conferences. And, um, you know, that can get extremely tiring and old and it's very hard to get results ac actually when you're in something like that because it's so fragmented. Right, well, your kind of show, I mean, I know your world, those are the big shows. Right, right. Stage and then you have to kind of make your own way and then buy your, you know, it's just kind of yucky and cheesy. And then you have the mastermind from my world, which are smaller, so that's not as fragmented, but you're stuck with the wrong mm -hmm. What do you and do? Nobody pays attention to vibe. 
they would, you know, like never use hotel for food. I mean, that's lazy as hell to, to rely on the hotel to provide the, the staff at some hotel to provide your experience for your guests. You have to have your own staff. You have to run, you you have to control everything and not outsource it to some event center. Right. And I think one of the things that you really have going for um, for your event that is, you know, part of the digital detox is that everybody's clear and present. Um, maybe, you know, they've had a couple drinks clear and present, but it's we're present whether they're and there's options of what you can do. And it's it 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 is supporting everybody to be present because they're doing and being where they want to be and they're being their own person. Right, they're not stuck and you have to have real music and fun. Like well, we have Bert Jacobs there at the last event and he's the guy who created Life is Good, you know, that t-shirt company, which is amazing. Yeah. He was like, this is the best because it's like, you guys understand raw monkeys. Exactly, exactly. You have to go outside. So, you know, you have to be able to do stuff like in the winter ski and the summer wakes or mountain bikes. So you have to do stuff that's physical or dance because that's what we are. We're just a bunch of monkeys. I mean, we're not. Yeah. So give us give us some examples. Give us like a kind of your checklist of what's what's critical for this type of um, event to be successful and for everybody to be happy. Options is one. So you have to if you're going to say we're going to have content like the, we at least have two pieces of content available at any given time so you can choose. And then other options besides content, so you don't feel awkward. So a lot of people, they go to shows like, i got to be here, i got to be there to get in that room and watch whatever. But now everybody's interested in every subject. So don't just have a lobby. So have shit to do. Have swimming, mm -hmm. have, you know, whatever. Just have other options that don't make people feel awkward for not being in content because it's okay not to go to content. You don't have to learn. You, only, you know, you do what you want. So options are huge. I think great food that's healthy is super important. So really good food that people go, wow, because food is everything. Humans like food. It's, it's been yeah. Some, and with conferences, it's, it's sometimes just a, a gamble. I mean, sometimes conferences have amazing food and sometimes it's, you know, basically like, you know, food truck food or whatever. You know, you just don't know what to expect, but you really wowed everybody with your food. They cover people's options so everybody you know make sure you know who's coming so we have vegetarians we have keto people we have everything so then those people get to they give us those things so everybody is fed and nobody feels awkward because they're getting fed what they need so nobody's worried about food it's a great experience and nobody's like i can't eat because of this because we'll take care of everything so actually pay attention to that that's i think a giant food is this huge and you got to have music that people know so you want to have music people want to dance like you saw i think you were there with the funk band and all that mm -hmm. band. But music that people want to be around and dance to sing along to not like watch and the djs aren't the same you got to have bands people want to see like people want to participate and that's the way you create bonding and then yeah. you have to have inclusiveness because you don't want people have to whip out their credit cards because that's also weird because you go to the show and then you know the haves and half nots happen so then what happens if shows a lot is the rich guys or the cool people like have private dinners and stuff. So you really have to eliminate the ability for people to leave and create little clicks of like, look, we're the cool people. So you make it impossible for the cool people to stand out that way. So, so just take away any status games within the group. And the, yeah. the way to do that is have everything free all the time and nowhere else to go. So you also don't want to have an event in a place where they can take a cab somewhere else. So you don't want to have it in the city. You don't want to have it in a cool place where they can all go out because that fragments the group. You want to have it in the middle of fucking nowhere. So there's nothing else to do. So they have to kind of integrate because that's the only way it works. 
Yeah, was, I thought it was kind of cool because for the first day, I think it was, I didn't even know that I was hanging out with the guy from Life is Good. I, I was just hanging out with him. He was just, right. you know, yeah. You, you, there was no, um, hey, this, you know. Anybody who happens to come, we don't look for big names, but some people, some people are attracted to it. We tell them they have to come out of costume or that's a rule, they can't come back. So we tell them, you know, because not everybody, we have a couple people that would be considered big deals there, I guess. And we just tell them, no, like if you're going to be there, none of that. You have to be normal because we don't want that. And we also tell people who aren't that, don't go ask for fucking selfies and don't ask for them to do this and don't, you know, don't look for the big break in that person. Right, right. Yeah, you know, like that kind of thing. So it's just, and also setting your culture is really important because everybody knows that our thing is you better not be asking somebody to support your damn book launch. You better not be asking for some affiliate. If you're on the hunt for somebody to do something for you, we'll sniff you out and get ready for you. So go there to make relate. So the culture is pretty clear. It's about relationships, not about getting something. And then stuff happens. But friends first, and then later on after the event, you know, you, that might happen. But but even after the event, don't be emailing. Don't go to everybody on the show and email them shit about. You know, don't go asking for a bunch of stuff. Exactly right. And I I also loved how I mean you had the very clear like no pitching during the the conference. You know, talk business but no selling, which was awesome. And from a technology standpoint or a digital standpoint, you also used digital to your advantage, even though it was, I didn't really feel like I was on my phone for, you know, I wasn't working, I wanted to be present, but you had that app that made it very personalized for everybody. So tell us about that. The app was, that was a recent, I mean, we've done that the last four times. I mean, it's just hard to, when you're on a mountain, cause we have it in the mountain, it's hard to get, it's, you can get lost. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's kind of scary that way. So we thought, hey, you know, we need something to coordinate and also people want to, it allows us to not say as much because also the goal is not to make people sit down and listen. <laughs> so the app can answer your questions. And that was, and we found a good, Attentify is a good app and I think it worked in that way. You know where to be if you wanted, if you so desired. Yeah. And, that, and I, I still actually use the app. I still like, if I want to get in touch with somebody that I don't have their right. contact info, I just look them up on the app and yeah. hopefully, hopefully they have the app too. <laughs> that, helped, that helped a lot just for people because the whole idea is, yeah, the other thing we hated about events besides the status games and the bad locations and the bad people was um, it seems like everybody who has a show seems to think that people are coming for them somehow, like every time. So there's always some MC who's like, this is my show, and you have to listen to their philosophy, and it's like, come on, man. Like, I don't care. I'm, <laughs> people are there for the people, not for you. So we don't – we're like, we're not going to do that. So you saw Hollis and I, we barely talk. We do different hey, here's, you know, here's, a, here's the people sharing content tomorrow. Go at it. We don't, it's a minute or two. And we don't tell people how special they are because they came. You know, none of that, rah, rah, rah. Like, I think that people, we wanted to respect the people who come, but they know who they are. They know why they're there. They know their goals. It's nothing to do, they're not there to hear us tell them why they're there. You know, right. you don't have to listen to people pontificate about their life philosophy and all that because they're not there for us. They're there for the people. And so the whole thing was let's reduce all that. No MC, no way of being, no personal development, sneaky stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. One thing that I did notice that was um, at at the event that I went to is you had a lot of health and wellness um, businesses that were involved, which I learned learned a lot. And that's, you know, my this whole focus is on digital detox secrets and digital um, work-life balance. And so... um, you know, I discovered a lot of your your businesses that are involved are, 
you know, in, in the health and wellness industry. And so that must make it even more rewarding. Yeah, and that was just coincidence because I come from that because that's yeah. I was in the health space and health, health system software and outdoors. So it's a blend, but we have everything. Yeah, right. But from our my past, I mean, I've helped a lot of those people and, and a lot of those people resold my stuff. So, you know, I have deep relationships there and then they go and then they refer their friends. So, you know, there's like 15% of our group that's, I think that, I think we have the top health. I mean, we have the best companies in that space, period. And it's like 15%, it's not a majority, but it's a nice 15% because otherwise it's really diverse. Right, oh yeah, definitely. So speaking of um, health, wealth, wellness, um, you know, and, and you personally, I mean, you're, you represent this industry personally and from a business standpoint, um, from your background. So what are some of Michael's health, wealth, wellness secrets <laughs> that you can share? Like, how do you, how do you balance digital work life? And what are some of the things that work for you and don't work for you? Probably the wrong guy to ask about health, because I'm pretty, I'm semi, you know, I'm a debaucherous person. You know, like I like, I like to go all out. Aren't so we all? <laughs> Yeah, so it's really a balance of that. So I like to, I'm 48, but I'll, I don't think I'll ever, I like the late nights. So it's all about recovery. So in the daytime when I'm not out going crazy, yeah, I'm pretty much, keep, you know, no sugar for the most part. So I think it is important for your daily, when you're not out going crazy ritual, to have something that you stick to that work, because it's all different, right? I, I resonate with the no sugar thing. It's helped me a lot. So I'm just a no sugar guy. It took me a while to figure it out, but that's not for everybody because we're all so different. There's no, as we know, like, you know, from the dietary things, we're all so genetically different. So that for me, but I have that. So I'm very disciplined when I'm not out drinking. But then when I decide to go out drinking, I, we go all out and then there's no rules. But then you recover. I do believe you have to sweat every day. What do you I do? do sweat? I do have a rule. If I do drink, I sweat in the morning. So then I can have a good day. So always pour sweat every day, no matter what, no matter how bad you feel, I'll get up and get some exercise and just dump sweat. That's for me. Mm -hmm. That helps a lot. So I'm more of a go all out <clears throat> restore kind of guy. And then yeah. as far as work, I mean, it just, I, I'm a spurt. I think we're all different though. Cause some people are really organized and some people, and I'm not, I'm a spurt guy. So I'll bust ass and work. You know, I like the, the you know, like two weeks of just craziness and then I'll do nothing for a week and stuff fun. So I'm more of a two week, on one week off guy. So you block your time, segment time. Yeah, so but that's because I'm not disciplined enough to have a daily routine. I don't like that, but some people do better on it. So I don't, that's another thing with this whole wellness stuff and advice. I know enough from psychology research and now physical research, there's no one way. You have to figure, you know, you have to make your own routine. I wouldn't follow anybody else's routine. That's great, that's great advice right there. There's no way of doing this yet. I know, I mean, I have a lot of friends who do really well and they're opposite. You know, like mm -hmm. like Brian Lebeck, like he is every day, you know, and then he does his thing and he restores at night. Mm -hmm. I have to go till midnight and go yeah. night and then take a week and do what I want. But it's just so random based on your personality and what you're you're into, right? Yep. What about um I know you have a daughter, I met her at Bathwater. Yeah. And so how do how do you balance for family and digital and and how does how does that fit into your family routine? I'm home, I mean Daytime she's at school, that kind of thing. So the, you know, so in the weekdays, I'm I'm home by early evening, and I'm you know three or four days. We take her out to dinner, do stuff. So I'm around, and then the weekends I make sure at least one weekend a day I take her out driving because I have a, I like to four wheel. So she's 13, but she's already driving my Jeep. So yeah, it's hard with a teenage girl when you're a guy to find something that's she likes. You know, right, right. 
I annoy I annoy the hell out of her with that stage. So it's, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it'll, it'll get better in a couple of years. I promise. Yeah, but she likes driving a jeep, so you got to find something they dig. Yeah, yeah it's hard. To, there's a gap there as far as like what she's into and what I'm into, and it's hard to pretend. Exactly. So what what about with um, teens and smartphones and and apps and things like Snapchat? Do you have any advice or going through anything? Yeah, that- I mean, I'm not going to give any parenting advice because I think that you know, like, like I thought I'd be the best parent in the world because I used to be a special ed teacher. That all went out the window fast. <laughs> so I will never get parenting advice because we'll see. So far, she's a great kid, but you know, I'm not going to. Who knows? I mean, figure it out. Be don't be too hard on yourself, I guess. But I'm not going to get parenting advice. I mean, we let her use her device. She's so far not crazy on it. I mean, she's on it, but she's not one of those. She's not rude about it. And she, she does her own balance, but so far we're lucky with that. I don't know what I'll do if she gets weird with it. Quite honest. Yeah. So, so far she's a pretty self-regulated kid. So cool. But I'm, well, <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to do if she ends up weird on the phone. I don't, we'll have to talk about it and then guess and then try and see what works. You just got to take it day by day. Right. We'll get too many advice. I think it's very, um, it's like giving marriage advice. Never give marriage advice or parenting advice. <laughs> right? Who knows, man? Like, I don't know. Like, you do the best you can. You know, like, this is, unless you're, that's your career and you're a real therapist. Which yeah. I not, shouldn't be giving advice on that kind of stuff, in my opinion. <laughs> got it. Well, circling back to um, baby bathwater, a couple questions on that. And, like, just as far as the event and, and trends happening with entrepreneurs and, and events, I think that, you know, you guys have really, kind of, you know, come up with this formula that really works where you are embedding your attendees into this event in a place that they really want to be. And they almost like, you know, hugging each other when they're leaving and, you know, willing to travel around the globe to be at the next one. So what are, you know, what are some, some trends that you see happening as you're meeting these entrepreneurs and and how are, how are they using or not using digital in a way that, you know, might be, you know, beneficial or not beneficial, you know, what are, I mean, we just created a community and there's other kind of cool people doing detox like events. I mean, we're not the most detoxy of events. I mean, we're more find your best friend kind of vibe. That's what we're about. We're about community and, you know, it's like a neighborhood barbecue vibe and other, other people are doing yoga stuff and doing really cool stuff. That's not, you know, that I think is really good as well. So there's other, I'm seeing a trend. There's more and more events that are, taking the location, taking their vibe, taking the food seriously. And, you know, since we started five years ago, and we weren't the first, but there's more and more people doing it. And actually people have gone to our event are now doing their own and kind of having their own spin, which is super cool. Like my friend Brad's doing one in Fiji. And, you know, it's, it'll be different, but he's taking some things and it's cool. So I think there's more and more options now based on a personality. Like we're for like a little weirder, go a little crazy. I think pretty high level entrepreneurs but there's other ones that are maybe a little lower level entrepreneurs and more spiritual, for example, or whatever. And we're not that. So there's a lot more options that are super cool out there. Uh, Yeah. More things in our genre, I guess, you know, we we're more the, our secret sauce is the people and the craziness and the kind of love, the the rules of work and the high level people, but there's other people doing cool shit. And as far as how people are managing their thing, we talk a lot about it. I mean, everybody is a little overwhelmed. I mean, people like Bert have to, it also, you know, you have to be a certain level to do certain things like Bert, you know, because life is good is so successful. He doesn't have a computer. He doesn't have a smartphone. You can't call him. He has his whole life undigital, and then he has an assistant who calls him. So you can't. Mm-hmm. And I have a friend named Mike Geary is very similar. So, but they're like at the $100 million level and they can protect themselves, right? And they have 
somehow organize their thing, but they work their fucking asses off to get there. So sometimes, yeah, that I'd like to do that too, that I am not at that level. I'm, I'm not a hundred, you know, I haven't figured that one out. I'd like to do that. So that another thing that I see people trying to digital detox too soon because they're not there yet. And then they fuck up their businesses. Like, look, I'm taking my digital, but no, time to fucking grind. Sorry. So, so true. That's so true. You have to build that infrastructure to do it. So I am seeing it's cool to see a bird or a Geary who like, wow, like they've done it and their businesses are humming because they have built and trained an infrastructure which can support that lifestyle. Um, I'm not there. I'm trying, I do less. I mean, I'm, I try to use our team as much as possible. So I'm less and less, but I'm still on it too much. But where I'm trying, what we're trying to do, it's just, I'm grinding, man. So I'd like to detox more and have be a little less on it, but I haven't figured out my, a method that allows me to be at that level. But everybody's trying, and I've seen a lot of people try and fail, and then their business goes down, or they come back from their little detox, and now they're crushed. So that's kind of productive, right? Yeah, I think that's a good, really good point, is that you can't be so extreme that you're cutting yourself off and it's actually hurting you. And detox, like you said, you know, keto diet or no sugar diet works great for you, but detox can mean different things to different people. And I actually interviewed um, the founder of Budify, which is a meditation app. Okay, cool. And, yeah, and he was, Rohan, and he said something that was so amazingly insightful and profound about digital in general, is that you can, you can, ha you can use digital to your advantage and you can meditate even by holding your iPhone. And he went through this whole exercise of how you can use your, your iPhone to your advantage and you don't have to say, oh, I'm gonna put away my iPhone for 12 hours because right. then what if that one call you're waiting for, you know, the one media opportunity, your, your interview that you've been waiting for, you miss it. So I yeah, think that's a really good point. At a certain point you have assistance and all that, but yeah, if you're not, you know, you have to know where you are. Like a lot of people, like when, I remember when Tim Ferriss wrote the four hour work week. Oh, that's cause I, I like Tim, but it was crazy. Cause all these people followed his advice and started not answering their emails and all that. And that yeah. last month, cause everybody was like, this doesn't fucking work. Cause yeah, you know why? Cause you're not Tim Ferriss. Like, so, you know, exactly. like you, you're not that person yet. Yeah. You know, so don't act like you are. Cause it's arrogant too. People right. start, well, I only, you know, you get these email responses and like, I only blah, 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 I'm locking off my time. It's like, all right. Right. But yeah. You've earned it. You can do it. But you got to earn that. You know, you got to earn the power to do that. And if you're not, don't pretend because people will smell it. So right? true. Yeah. It's you have to have your, your eye or ear on the prize at all times, even if it's, you know, you're, you're balancing that you're semi multitasking, but being conscious of what's yeah. really important. And also, other, we talk a lot about some people like, work to live and some people live to work. So we're definitely a group, like we self-selected, we live to work. So maybe bathwater people in general, we don't, we now ask the question, like if, if you're working to retire, don't even come. Mm -hmm. We're gonna, I'm, you know, if I'm 90 and I'm alive, I'm gonna have businesses, period. I don't care anymore, like I love it. I hear you. So, but that's a personality type. And so we attract that because we're like that and we're never quitting. And I always want to start. I like starting this shit. And I want to be around other people starting this shit. That's what we're trying to do. We're generative. Let's start this shit together. And it's fucking fun. But some people work to live. That's great. Nothing, you know, there's no, that's a fine thing. A lot of people, I'll get this franchise and I'll make good money. And all I want to do is fish. There's nothing wrong with that. So also don't get weird. Like if you're a like to work, don't let those people who want to go fishing make you feel bad because they're like, what's wrong with you? Like, yeah, I'd rather be working than fishing. Sorry. It's, I'm bored silly. I don't want to do that. 
you know, so you don't don't feel guilty if you don't have that weird hobby or you you know that you that isn't work. Maybe yeah. work is your hobby. So there's nothing wrong with those choices, and there's nothing wrong with working to fish, and nothing wrong with any of it. So don't let anybody else's thingy make you feel weird. I guess is my biggest thing because people like look look at other people and like look what they're doing. I should have a hobby here. I should be doing tai chi or whatever it is, and don't feel weird if that's just not who you are. Totally. Well, speaking of starting new shit, this digital detox secrets is my new thing, my, my new project. And I really appreciate you being part of it and contributing and sharing this knowledge and helping everybody. And, you know, we're kind of at our ending point, but I want to just give you the opportunity. Is there anything else you want to share? Any mantra that you live by besides you've shared a lot or what do you love? I'm what do you not, hate? I'm the wrong person to be anybody's role. <laughs> I wouldn't suggest it. <laughs> so no, I, mean, I guess just don't let other people get in your head. Yeah. Because that's the, screw that, life's too short, because just be your own thing and figure it out and it'll never be perfect and, and going, trying to be happy is a dumb goal. Yeah. So things like that. But I, don't, you know, I would never suggest my lifestyle or, you know, I think that's weird. Um, we have a couple questions actually, some from, sure. from a few viewers. So what are some key things that you should be doing at the, um, if you go to the Baby Bathwater Conference to make sure you get the most out of it? So what um, do you recommend? That could be to any conference. Well, any conference, yeah. I mean, I, the thing is, is go in there without expectations. Um, be super friendly. I mean, talk to people and then your goal is to help, not to get. And when you start helping, everybody else helps you and people feel it. Yep. So people who do best at our events and they get invited back. We don't, because we don't reinvite based on status. Like I said, we only invite half the people back every time. It's not, it's not anything to do with their success. It's be into it. Have a good time, relax, and just talk and make friends. So if your goal is to make friends, not to do business, you'll do more business. Because if Great you do business, you'll people will feel it. But if they like, wow, be interested in people. It's basic. Be a good friend. Great advice. One more question we have: How many hours a day did you work when you were first starting your business? <laughs> that was craziness. I mean, everybody <laughs> exaggerates because it seemed like I was working sixteen. But, you know, I'd say I, my schedule was 16, but actual work time was probably 10. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, but yeah, full fucking time. I mean, yeah. it was two years, three, two years of just complete grind where that's all I did on weekends, everything. I didn't do anything else. Um, but then, yeah, how effective was I 16 hours of pure work? Probably not, but it seemed that way. I mean, we all yeah. exaggerate our work. We all, we all act like we work harder than we do. And I'm sure that's true of me, but it seemed like non-fucking stuff. You know, and I, didn't, and I didn't expect to do anything else. Yeah. I didn't expect to have fun. It wasn't part of my life at the time. Like, that was just not going to happen. I wasn't trying to be balanced. Right. Well, sometimes you, Sometimes that's the goal. That's what, you know, that's purposeful, right? You have, to go, you have to go extreme, right? Well, then you have a reference. So then when you're not as busy, you're like, whew. And then if you don't have a thing to compare it to, it's kind of yeah. cool. You know, wow, I'm not doing that anymore. I'm actually, you know, I'm actually thinking about other things. When you know, that's nice. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Michael. So I'm going to put the link, if you're okay with it, to Baby Bathwater in the comments. So if anybody's entrepreneurs sure. are interested in applying to attend, they you've been featured sure. in Forbes and a bunch of other publications. So um, they can have at it and look look for more information. And Michael, thank you so much. Thank you. Stay for the after party, okay? Okay.
Okay, hold on one sec. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye.